You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time, man. Not as high spirits as last week, but nonetheless, man, through all kinds of weather, we back kicking it, man. How y'all boys feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, last time you guys talked to me, I was uh, in Hawaii. I've come back a little bit more tan, uh, but... Um, what a, what a place. Um, if you get the chance, go check it out. Uh, but it's good to be back in Tampa, good to be back in Florida. I uh, was enjoying a, uh, a nice game. My flight had just landed. Game had just kicked off, and um, unfortunately, we saw what happened. But uh, it's good to be back in the Sunshine State. Nick, buddy, how was, uh, how was Gainesville? Silk, you were there too. But. Bro, I told my fiance Dan was going to Hawaii, and it was his 50th state, and she said, mm. what two does he have left? And mm. I went, excuse me? What, what Puerto Rico and and uh, she a teacher been there been there too <laughs> she she is not she is not teaching our children no 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 kids will not be homeschooled nice uh yeah it's uh it was a different weekend um good vibes in the stadium not not Utah not not the same as uh the opener um but it was another good crowd and uh just not the outcome man it's uh it felt like just before we get into all the the, the, the the breakdowns. So I get into town, and I went there like thirty minutes, and the, and the bottom drops out of the sky. I, I hit Nick up. Right. Try, I was trying to link. Like Nick was like, oh, "I'm not leaving the house, bro." Not until <laughs> sounds like not until it's time to kick off. Now it was ugly, man. Just an ugly day. Uh, but B- it felt we had like biblical rain all week. Yeah, it was wild, man. It felt like Dan Mullen's first Kentucky game. Like, oh yeah, it was a crowd, but it wasn't. A crowded tailgate because of the rain, you know, right. like the rain ran people away. So it was a late, late go at it with the tailgate. Um, the stadium filled in. Everybody was kind of, you know, I don't know. It didn't feel in the same as Utah, I don't think, but the crowd was there. Um, but it was also like a choppy game. It was like mm-hmm. there was no pace to it. It was like injury, yeah, commercial so, break, timeout, right. commercial break, uh, review, commer- it was just like there was no flow to the game. I think that kind of took the fans out of it as well. Like it got loud. Um just a weird game, no flow. Um so it was a, it was just a weird Saturday night. Other than that, um not much to report, Dan. It certainly wasn't Hawaii. Well, let's um let's let's talk a little bit about the game. Let's shout out Alan Horn first so we can get into it without um Without forgetting him, um, and we do have a new sponsor for the show today, which I'm nice. excited to share with you a little bit later today. Uh, but as always, the title sponsor for Stadium and Gale is Alan Horn Insurance. Alan is a State Farm agent in Jasper, Georgia. So if you need auto, home, life, business insurance, uh, RV insurance, boat insurance, whatever it may be in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, give him a call at 706-692-2888 or Alan Horn. That's A-L-A-N-H-O-R-N-E insurance.com. Again, in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, or 
Tennessee, 706-692-2888. All right, guys, let's get into the game a little bit. Silk, you said the tailgating scene uh, just wasn't as as vibrant and popping as you Uh, anticipated. yeah, I, I thought I didn't know what the weather was like, but it was it got pretty ugly. Um, still got to get get around a little bit. Saw so saw so Dave Gator Dave and those guys uh, pulled up on the Gator Collective's uh, tailgate, which is right by Gator Wall. It was still a good vibe. It just wasn't as full, you know, because of the rain. The weather kind of damped damped a few things, but um, I had a good time, man. Outside of the L, you know, Gainesville was Gainesville. Good vibes. Went over to social. Um, went by relish. I couldn't do my old relish, so I got a, a, a veggie burger at relish. Um, mm. Still, still fix my. I got my fix. You know, why yeah. you looking like that, Nick? Don't look like that, bro. You're muted. Getting the getting black bean burger at relish. Disgusting. And I like black beans. Yeah, black bean burger not too bad. It's better than a veggie burger, in my opinion. No, it was a veggie burger. Um, guess what's in the oh. forecast for Saturday at 82% this upcoming Sa- Saturday. Sadness at Relish. That's what's in the forecast. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadness. About to be sadness in the uh, in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, too. It hey, looks listen, like rain again on Saturday. Bro, it, it it's rained, I think, every day for six six weeks. Mm-hmm. It just – we just uh, – it's, like, it's like SpongeBob here. I live in a pineapple under the sea. Bikini bottom, man. Bikini bottom. How's your, is your lawn looking lush? It, it's out of control. It like I can't cut it enough. I'm gonna give up soon. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's uh, let's talk about the game. Um, Gators do lose uh, to the number twenty at the time ranked Kentucky Wildcats, second year in a row. First time our second first time they have lost two games. Pardon me mm. to the Wildcats since 1976 and 1977. Uh, years before anybody on this podcast was born, um, Kentucky and Florida. Florida was up 16 to 13 at halftime. At one point, they were up 16 to 7, uh, I believe. No, 16 to, yeah, 16 to 7 uh, or 16 to 9. Um, ultimately, uh, giveaways, uh, a lack of consistency, really kind of a lack of a true offensive game plan and identity. Um, we saw the defense played well. I want to talk a little bit about them uh, bef- after we get through the offensive struggles. But um, I-, I think even before we get into the game, very strange uh, game overall. I thought, uh, Nick, you mentioned the pace of the game. I thought that the penalties were, were called very oddly. Um, seemed like a very poorly refereed game. And I'm not just saying that on behalf of uh, the Gators. I'm just saying that on behalf of the entire game, there was a lot of missed holds. There's a lot of question on marks on what roughing the passer is or is not, what targeting is or is not. Um, but certainly a very strangely called uh, game from a refereeing perspective. You guys have any thoughts on that? I like to do the refs last. Um <laughs> I'm be self accountable first before I blame the refs. But yeah, it was a, it was a strangely called game. Um, I just thought I, I didn't I didn't get it. We we talked a lot all off season about the ratio of run to pass, and I thought it would be closer to 50-50 than more of 60-40. 60-40 is hard to do in today's football mm-hmm. um, with the way football is played. Man, you got you got to pitch the ball around a little bit. But uh, for him to come back and drop back and throw the ball 34 times was just mind-boggling to me. Um, it wasn't the offense that I expected to see. I thought we was going to lay on people and, and run down people's throat. I just think the analytics, man, and, and the, the nerve part of football is is affecting the play calling, in my opinion. I don't know if it's mm. how true it is, but it seems to be true. If the numbers is not there, um, he's checking out and throwing the ball. 
uh, which is and there's some opportunities when he's throwing the ball. So I'm not mad at those calls, but I think at some point you got to look at your quarterback. He's been he's having an inaccurate night. Um, let's let's lean on our the strength of our team instead of you know going by the numbers and, and what's supposed to happen uh, when we see these looks. So I just didn't like that, man. It, it didn't feel like there was any chemistry to the play calling. No, no, you know. It's no touch to it, man. It was just like a, a set game plan. Um, they was gonna go by what the defense give them and go with it, but I just didn't feel it, man. We should have been running the ball. The average per rush is something like seven yards or something crazy. Uh ETN looked great. That's another thing. I think ETN needs to touch the ball more. Him and two, just better than five, man. And it's nothing personal. It's just what it is. You can see a different type of spark when those guys got the ball. Um, but we should be leaning on the run. And I don't know about design. There's some smoke out there about maybe uh Anthony being hurt. Anthony Richardson being hurt and, and them not running him as much. I'm not not sure how true that is, but um, I, we're going to have to run the ball. If we're not going to run him him steady and, and often, then I don't know how successful we're going to be this season because mm-hmm. uh, everything's predicated off the run game and, and largely him running the ball as well, in my mind. Yeah, and like Billy said it, he's like um... – you know, we have to let Anthony be Anthony. He said this, I think, in like SCME days, like, and, and that is running. Um, I think after talking to some people, I think Anthony got in his own head. He's not hurt, he's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think he got a little spooked because he kind of got rolled up on on his very first pass. Um, but that wasn't like a lingering thing with it with his ankle or his foot. Um, I think he just got in his own head and all off season. Like I said, like, Hey, if, if Anthony gets hurt, like this team is totally different. And he knows that. Uh, I think the entire team knows that. So he's trying not to get hurt. I think he sees this passing quarterback. Will Levis come in and he got into his mind. Like I'm going to show there were 15 teams, 15 NFL teams at that game. I think he's, he got into his mind. and was like, I'm going to show these scouts that are here that I can be him. I can be the other guy. I don't have to run. I don't have to rely on my legs that I can outpass Will Levis. And I think he got into his own head, forcing the issue um, and, and checking out, like you said, Silk and, and throwing more. And it's just like, hey, man, they don't want you to be that. They want you to be Anthony Richardson. There's a there's a difference. You don't have to be. You're not Peyton Manning. You're not Tom Brady. You're mm-hmm. a special talent. You've got stuff that other people just physically can't do, physically don't have. Um, and I think he just got away from what makes him special um, and tried to force the issue passing the ball. And, and like that's, those, he just got to make those. Some of them throws is just wide, wide open people. He just got to make. That's the stuff, though, that we we saw. And I talked about in the mm-hmm. spring and talked about in the fall. He doesn't have a change up yet. Everything's hard. Um, when he misses, he misses Yo. high. Um, also, I, I don't like like the – so the pick six was – they keep doing it. They keep motioning like um, Xander's out wide or, you know, Naquan out wide and like, bro, you're just playing 10 on 11 now. Like, why are you trying to throw a, a hitch to your running back to the far side of the field? Like, what is that? If you're going to do that, throw it to someone else. Don't throw it to the running back. Oh, I don't like I don't, that. Those plays don't seem to be working right now. Even when they send it, they throw it out to Xavier Henderson on the bubble screen. That we're not blocking great on it. Uh, the, the the person that's like, Xavier this Henderson, I don't think it's this east to west passing game. It's just like yeah, I don't like it. You don't you don't. If you're gonna do it, throw it to Ricky. That's like that's the guy that's gonna make people miss. Like you're throwing it to Shorter. You're throwing it to Hendo. Like these guys aren't breaking tackles. They're not making people miss. They're not shaking anyone. Um, yeah, it was. It was a. I thought it was a, a pretty uninspiring uh, call yeah. game. 
For sure. Yeah, I think that there's a, a, a lot of question marks both on the plays that were called and both the plays that were were run. Um, I think that you saw Anthony Richardson make a couple of odd handoffs uh, when he could have otherwise kept the ball. Uh, I think you saw that on a Naquan Wright um, carry uh, that he got tackled behind the line of scrimmage. There's a lot of the RPO stuff that just didn't seem to work. And, and Nick, I think you you hit the nail on the head with uh, Anthony probably getting in his own head. Maybe it was the scouts. Maybe it was the game. Maybe it was the enthusiasm and excitement that everybody was, you know. And I'm not saying that that he got too big for his britches, but maybe there was just the excitement and energy of the past week. You know, sometimes you just you try to overcorrect and you, you really try to – um, probably maybe even exceed or, or try to make it to that next level when you really didn't need to, you know, Florida didn't need Anthony Richardson to be perfect. They didn't really need him to be as good as he was even against Utah. They just needed him to be consistent and not turn the ball over um, and make a couple of plays. But Silk, you mentioned it, uh, you know, just looking back at the stats uh, from the game, um, Montreal Johnson um, running um, 8.86 yards per carry uh, against Kentucky, Trevor Etienne, um, 5.11 yards um, on nine carries, including a touchdown. Um, Naquan Wright, just not there. You know, I, I think I had higher expectations for Naquan Wright this year. Uh, first game this season uh, averages 3.9 yards on 10 carries. Second game this season averages uh, three, uh, three yards on eight, uh, on eight attempts. But Anthony Richardson, I don't know, maybe got in his head. I don't know what it was, but um, the, certainly the, the two interceptions, one was a little bit more understanding than the other one, but that uh, pick six was a, a pretty horrific mistake. And I know that he's in just his third game as a starter. Um, and you can't expect the world. And I think that I was a little right. less bullish on him than than maybe some of the media were before the season started to say, hey, there was a lot of mistakes made last year. I still think that there's a lot of area of opportunity. But, um, you know, for, for Florida to win and for Florida to get those eight or nine wins this season, they're just going to have to avoid, um, you know, turnovers and, and mistake football. And, you know, unfortunately, but then this time. Yeah. And we're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a steady question of, of, do we need an OC until unless this offense is humming and, and it's going beautifully, we're going to keep questioning or the fans are going to keep questioning whether or not we need an OC. So it's something to keep monitoring um, defensive side of the ball, man, you cannot be mad at what Pastor Tony's putting on the field. I think the linebackers got barbecued mm-hmm. in a lot of situations, um, but overall they gave up some real estate when they got to the red zone, they buckled down and did what they had to do just mm-hmm. like versus Hawaii, man. Um, I said in the offseason, I was at most Utah. I'm sorry, you was in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii, yeah, for sure. Uh, I said it's in the offseason, that's all I was mostly excited about seeing Patrick Tony's defense. I think he's a young, smart, bright mind in the defensive room. Uh, and when he upgraded talent at linebacker and safety, it's gonna get even better. But, um, scheme wise, game plan wise, I thought Patrick Tony had a great game plan, and the defense did enough to win the mm-hmm. ball game. Uh, it's a team sport, but when you give up two turnovers and just giving away 14 points like that is hard to win in the SEC, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, shoot. I, I, I don't know how long we're going to have Patrick Tony in Gainesville. But I mean, he's cooking. Like, he's going to be a head sure. coach uh, sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, I mean, Utah gave – Utah gave, and Florida did a better job against the run, but Utah gave the blueprint. Um, Florida's linebackers – and it wasn't just Brant Keith, Brant Keithy. Like, Florida's linebackers are not good in coverage. And we've seen that for – four and five years with Ventrell um, and, and Amari. Um, I don't think Ventrell is going to be able to play this week. So you're going to get a lot more Scooby and you're going to get a lot more Shamar. And, and maybe those guys, I mean, they're young. They might take some lumps because uh, they're green. Um, but, 
maybe maybe they'll cover better. We'll see. Um, you're going to get some some more playing time for those two. Yeah, and I think beyond even just the big names, uh, you know, Gervon Dexter had an interception in the game. Um, Justice Boone um, was everywhere. Uh, Brenton Cox had a lot of great plays uh, in that uh, um, in that game as well. Um, caused uh, I don't know if it was a sack or or what it was, but it was definitely pushed. Um, I think it was the right guard uh, into the running back for a loss. Um, you know, Brenton Cox played really well. The defense as a whole uh, was great. Nick, you you mentioned it. Um, linebackers cannot cover. Um, I think it was late in the first uh, half, or maybe it was early in the second half. Uh, but they were just driving down the same, or driving down the field, doing the same play. Just that that dump off to the uh, tight end, eight ten yards out, and they're just going and, and getting bulk pickup in yards. And whether they're scoring or not, um, every drive they're still going to get those bulk yards and they're still going to stay on the field. And, um, you know, unfortunately for, for Florida, it was just, it just not enough. Um, Want to just go back to offense real uh, quick. Any highlights? Oh, go ahead. No, sorry if I move from offense too fast. My bad. No, no, you're good. Um, I thought the offensive line uh, wasn't as strong as I anticipated them to be uh, maybe against Utah. Maybe it was a little bit more of the physicality. Maybe it was just the, the game overall uh, when you, aren't able to get the ball off and you're not making plays um, and you're consistently doing it over and over and over and over again, um, you might just wear out a little bit. But I, I was expecting maybe a little bit more out of the offensive line. I thought Osiris Torrance played really well. Um, but it, one thing that that I'm still noticing is just the absolute lack of really any presence by the tight end, both in, in blocking um, and in receiving. Um, there's definitely nothing there as a receiving threat, but overall just that that tight end room is – just not not yeah. great right now to be no, respectful. No, no doubt. Uh, I think blocking from tight ends and wide receivers have to get better uh, with a lot of the plays and the offense they're running. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't impressed by blocking on the outside. I think the offensive line blocking would have been better. If we had a, a mentality of that game of just laying on these people. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel like we, we had the mentality. Um, um, pass protecting and run blocking is just two totally different things. Um, when we ran the ball, I thought the run, the run game looked fine. The guys got to the second level, um, got some hats, some things. Um, and also we kept them. They was off balance when we ran the ball. I didn't get it, man. We'll have big runs, uh, get get on that other side of the field, and then go throw three straight. It just didn't make sense to me, the play calling, man. Um, but I thought the offensive line is just a rhythm thing. Offensive line, just like running backs, it's just a rhythm thing. I mean, we just never got in rhythm. If we'd have ran the ball more, I think we'd have, we'd have put that game away. Um, the yeah. two turnovers were what passes. Yep. Um, we just got to take care of the ball better and put our team in position. And, and, and Billy's going to take his lumps, man. Um, you know, even some of the calls he made. Um, we could talk about the play calling and going forward on fourth a little later, but Billy's going to take his lumps early. He's still coming from Louisiana. He's still a young head football coach. There's a lot to learn. Um so we're gonna take some lumps here. We got a young quarterback and a young and a young QB and a young head coach. Well, and you have a, a team that that's full of of deficits, right? I mean, Florida went six and seven last year. Um, didn't recruit very well. Those are the guys that are playing now. You know, Florida was definitely helped by you know Kyle Trask over the last few years and and Kyle Pitts and and a couple of Kadarius Tony. You know, a couple of the big names, big playmakers, and and you know while Florida has some talent. They don't have those game changers, right? Anthony Richardson could be one day, and you know maybe this was just a fluke, and he gets back into it. Everybody's you know, see it. maybe in another game, Dan. But this Kentucky game, we should have won this game. Oh no, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Overall, you know, Florida is still a, a rebuild team. I mean, 
Right. You know, even though Kentucky's not that good, they are ranked number nine in the country right now. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, world beaters. I don't think that they're going to make the playoff or anything. But, you know, they they were picked second in the SEC for a reason. They're a, they're a decent team. They have a pretty good quarterback. And, and Florida's in a rebuild. And if you were to tell any Florida fan, you know, two months ago that they'd be one and one right now, they'd probably be like, yeah, that's, that's pretty expectant. You know, it's probably the reverse of what they thought would happen in the win loss. But, you know, there's a lot of people that thought Florida might be one and three in the first four games. And I, I, I don't think that that's possible, you know, anymore, but um, you know, Florida's still a work in progress. I don't, I don't know if this is a, a statement game for anybody and I don't want to read too much into it. And um, you know, the message boards have already fired, um, you know, Billy Napier, they've, they've sat Anthony Richardson, they're starting Jalen Kitna, they're starting a walk on. I mean, the, the entire thing is just throw it out and, and start over again. Yeah. I think kind of going to what Silk said, like I, I said all off season, like, Oh, I thought the play column would be like 60, 40 run to pass. I think it needs to be like, you have a line that can lean on people. You've got two really good running backs, three potentially really good running backs and Anthony Richardson can be special with his legs. Like you just need to not to make yourself one dimensional, but you need to impose your will because Florida should be able to run the ball on probably every team, uh, maybe outside of Georgia on their schedule. Um, and, and I think you just need to just start imposing your will on teams. And, and they did not against Kentucky. They, they tried to throw the ball too much. I don't know if that was – Napier calling it or if Anthony's checking out of, of plays because he sees a certain look. But listen, just run the ball until they until they stop you. Right. Uh, also, like, just watching the game. I, I was at the game, so it's different watching mm-hmm. it on TV. A lot of the vibes, you just catch different vibes. There's certain vibes you can catch on TV, certain you, certain you can catch at games. Uh, I was watching the sidelines. It just seemed like a whole lot of fight. I didn't see it, uh, urgency. Um, we were flat. I was looking for some leadership on the sidelines, and I'm from afar now, so I don't mm-hmm. hear what's being said. But I'm from afar. I just I didn't see anybody rallying the guys in, in, in any leadership. So it's still a team also looking for um, vocal leadership and also physical leadership on the field. I'm, I'm seeing a little bit on the defensive side of the field, you know, and that comes with success. But on the offensive side of the ball, I'm still trying to find some leadership. Mm-hmm. And, um. I don't know, like, it's, it's game two. So you, you got to give these young boys room to grow. Right. Uh, as a quarterback, uh, who AR is, who, who he, you know, his brand or everything, his leadership, he, he exudes leadership until that game in Kentucky. So I think as a leader, he got to, like, lead a little better. Um, even if you're down, even if you're winning, if you're having a bad day, um, you still got to lead. Yeah. Um, so why don't you do a quick Gramco ad read, and then I want to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, one time for the great folks at Gramco, be sure to use Gramco.com for all your THC Delta A products. Use coupon code SG25 at checkout for 25% off of gummies, uh, wake and bake, coffee, pre-rolls, and also soluble powder. Again, the coupon code is SG25 at checkout for 25% off. Yeah, um, Nick, I, I know that you've probably dissected the game a little bit more from that perspective. Um Definitely notice Anthony Richardson probably not being as as vocal. Definitely a, a guy that was standing by himself, kind of looked. I don't want to say disinterested or, or not engaged, but definitely looked to be, you know, probably mentally hard on himself. Um, is that something you noticed as well? Um, he yeah, he was definitely. Um, we came into his press conference like he he looked like he'd been crying, like his eyes were red. Um, he had some he had some personal stuff go on with uh, losing a friend. Um, 
earlier earlier this year. I don't know if that was weighing on him. Um, he's definitely hard on himself, I, and I, I really think um, he he's just. He, I think maybe not totally now, but I think last week he let the totality of everything. Like he's in a position to make money that will set his grandchildren up. And, and that's, you, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't think about that, but I think he's been thinking about that. Like if I get hurt, that's gone. Um, if I throw an interception, that's gone. And then he throws one or he throws a ball high and it's incomplete. And I think he just let things snowball on him. Um, and he's not young. Like he's 21. That's still, I guess young, but he's, he's just maybe mentally not mature enough to be like, okay, that pass is gone forget about it, move on to the next play. I think he just kind of let things snowball. And, and that's what I think, because people were like, oh, he has bad body language on the sideline. And I think he was just thinking too much. Yeah, I think part of it is, uh, it, this is nothing as Anthony Richardson as a competitor of met him, a great guy, um, don't know his internal competitive you know, vibe and spirit. I think some of that just goes to the fact that, you know, Gainesville high school, I think one year they, they did okay, uh, but didn't play a ton of meaningful games. East side. Uh, our East side high school in Gainesville, sorry, East side high school. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't, I think they had one pretty decent season other than that. Uh, you know, a, a lot of, you know, losses there, um, you know, comes to Florida, has some good games against USF goes in, plays against Georgia, you know, throws, you know, three interceptions there comes in, you know, sparingly to, to play a couple of times, you know, you know, after that, but, you know, for the most part, I don't think he's really put himself in a lot of position to, to have a lot of adversity um, or to have to overcome that adversity and, and have that short memory. Um, and I think that you're seeing that. And I think that that's just going to come with, you know, game reps and in time, right. He's a redshirt sophomore, right. So he's 21 years old. You know, everybody's been hearing about him, you know, since he came on a campus and, you know, with Dan Mullen recruiting him, obviously people compared him to to Dak and Cam and, and Tim Tebow and everything else. But, you know, he still doesn't have a ton of meaningful snaps under his belt. He has, what, about 100 total um, at UF. So he's got to have a short he's got to he's got to learn that it's just going to come with time. And all three of his starts, he's only had three starts. All three of his starts have been against top 20 teams. Um, right. So. Yeah, Mark Stoops had a great uh, game plan as well, but I want to talk more to like just uh, just this game, man. Um, mm-hmm. He got an early lesson, like you know, um, SEC Network comes into town, Tebow comes into town. You know, everybody's feeling him. He has a big win week one. Um, everybody, the Heisman campaign start. You know, I'm hyping him up. You know, everybody's hyping him, and then he come back this week, and I'm pretty sure he felt a disappointment as he's sitting on the sidelines. He he knows. Um, you know, what's being said and, and the consequences of, of that energy. Um, but it's a good lesson for him, man. And I don't think this season's over for him. I think I still think he's going to have a big season. I think he, he learned a lot. I think Billy learned a lot from this game. And I, I don't expect him to just, you know, just to snowball into a season thing. I, I still think he's going to have a very good season. It was just a lesson learned from a lot of fronts, man. And we'll see if he's the dog that we think he is, man, because you just need an opportunity to bounce back. And I know he's itching for that with South Florida. Um, opportunity to get some work in. But – uh, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna be honest about what I saw, you know, and I think he needs to improve on. Um, but everything else, man, outside of like not using his strongest attributes and, and them like using our best weapon and the base ca- best capabilities is what cost us that game. Um, most importantly, and they got to figure out the offense. It's just like the identity. What is this Florida team gonna be? Because we was on that 60-40 train, Nick, and I don't know if they totally on that, man. The nerves is taking over with a lot of analytic ball, in my opinion. 
All right, bro. Well, uh, get on. They need to get on the train. I'm buy your you, ticket. Man. Buy your ticket. The train needs Hopefully to be 50 50. I think we can go like whatever, but you just can't be. He can't drop back 34 times and throw this 30, thing 35 to 6. That's not like. That's not Anthony Richardson. You're you're, no. you're not letting him. Nobody asked Cam to do that. Nobody asked Tebow to do that. You got to ask this guy. Like uh, these guys at this this part in their maturation weren't asked to drop back thirty four times and throw and pit and, and take a part of Mark Stoops' defense as ranked twentieth. Um, yeah. this is not it's not his strong suit. And, and so I don't know too. So like I can tell when it plays an RPO because you can tell uh, what the receiver's doing. But then right. people are like, "Oh, Ant was hurt. He's not handing the ball off." Um, on this read option, I'm like, well, I don't know if it's a read option. That could just be a regular handoff. Handoff, um, and, and, unless you know. But everyone's everyone's saying like, oh, well, he 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 wasn't taking it because he was hurt and he didn't want to run. I'm like, you don't know that that's it, it. Could look like a read option, but it might be designed to look like a read option and uh, it's basic dive. Yeah. So I don't um, know, but but like to your point, I mean, there, there's just you can't can't say it any plainer. <laughs> um, 35 to 6 is not the run pass ratio that 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 Anthony Richardson needs to have. Yeah, I'm with you. Um defensive wise, what do you thought about the secondary? Uh are we done with offense? Are we done? Yeah. Um, think- uh, w- one other thing, Michael Tarquin goes down. I thought Austin Barber played um played a right. He had a really nice pull on ETN's uh touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Um young player and and we'll see uh, how long Tarquin's out? We'll find out Wednesday, I think. Um, but but I don't I don't really feel like there's a big drop off uh, with Austin Barber, even though he's he's young and, and really good. just getting his first reps right now. That's the only fire I've seen was when Tarquin got hurt. He showed a little fire leaving the field, but outside of that, it was missing a little fire from the offensive energy, man. Bro, him and Ethan White look like they could be in like an eighties rock band with that. Well, with I, that I, I thought with Ethan that guy injured. <laughs> we, we, shout out to Ryan Bush, man. We we were sitting in the seats and we was having a debate back and forth if it was Tarquin or uh Ethan White. And I was like, I don't think Tarquin got a, like a, a hit of hair like that, bro. You, you sure know they were you, you know they have big numbers on their jerseys, right? Yeah, 70 and 77, but we still were still arguing about just because of the hair. We didn't know Tarquin mm-hmm. had like long hair. Mm-hmm. So we like, nah, we seen long hair go to the tent. Um, whatever. <laughs> Nick, Nick has the entire player guide in front of him, and it's yeah. and you don't know the difference between seventy and seventy-seven on game two. So shame on you, buddy. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> um, quick, uh, we'll get on the defense before we do that. Uh, homefieldapparel.com saw a number of people um, on um, on TV wearing the home field apparel uh, shirts. Uh, that they got. Hopefully, they use promo code Stadium and Gallon. Got fifteen percent off of their order. Go visit them. Seventeen different items for UF and a bunch of different schools. I um, mean, some NFL teams. Go visit them. Homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Stadium and Gale for fifteen percent off. Hugh uh, comes in. How about that defense? Except for zero. Shout out to him for um the super chat donation appreciate you hugh uh defense i thought played really well we touched a little bit about it uh linebacker definitely struggled in pass protect our pass coverage pardon me um but defensive line let's start there how do you guys think the defensive line did bro that on the interception like what are you doing you you literally let brenton cox come off untouched and said mm-hmm. and told your running back like hey uh can you protect the quarterback no no you can't Dan mentioned earlier, Brenton Cox literally sacked Will Levis by throwing an offensive lineman into him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Gervon played well. Um, Justice Boone's gonna be a dude like that. That that yeah. sack was was nasty. Yeah. Can we can we talk a little bit about that? Um, that was that was the most textbook tackle that I think that you can have in that situation. Um, I was gonna lose my I was gonna lose my mind if they call that targeting. Like at some like if, if that's targeting, they just put flags on quarterbacks and and, and just have them pull flags and, and who, say you can't touch them. Who got who was tagged with the the fifteen yarder for for tackling him as he was throwing the ball um, on his leg. Uh, when he's throwing the ball into the end zone, it was it was not caught, but then there was a, a roughing the passer penalty. That Dude. was that's a wild call. That was I not. And I and I think yeah. after that happened, I think the floor's defensive line. I thought that they the defense played well all game, but you could see after that they were trading. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Um, Trey Dean uh, goes uh, rushes the passer. Uh, Will Levis throws an incomplete <laughs> pass, but as he's throwing the ball, he gets tackled. Uh, by the leg, uh, roughing the passer. Don't understand that, but after that, you could definitely see the defense playing a little bit more timid, especially when it came to uh, getting after Will Levison and maybe even causing a turnover. But definitely, um, just some some odd calls there. And I'm not one to blame the refs because I thought they missed some calls on the Gators too. Uh, but a lot of holding, man. Like you, I could see it from a bird's eye view what I was at, but we was getting held like crazy. As good as the off defensive line did do, they were still getting held like crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so defensive line, uh, Desmond Watson uh, plays a lot of snaps. Um, you know, Gervon Dexter has the interception, plays well. Um, any other thoughts on uh, the defensive line, Nick, or Silk, and then we'll move into to secondary play? Um, <clears throat> I, think the line, I think the line did well. They did better. Uh, I've been hard on them um, in terms of run blocking, and I think – or runs stopping the run. Um because they just, you just don't have depth there. Um, excuse me. Um, but I thought they did better. Um, and then obviously, what they have? Three, four sacks? Three sacks? Uh, let me just double check. I just closed I it, out. Uh, they had three sacks. Bar- uh, Bernie had one. Boone had one. And Dexter and Dean combined for one. Dexter and Dean get credit for that. But that was the one that uh, Bretton Cox you know, threw a, threw a grand right. into, into the quarterback. Shout out to Desmond Watson. He's noticeably bigger than everybody, even from the nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He weighs. He, he's a biscuit away from four sixty. What do you mean? Yeah, he is bigger than everyone. Yeah, he's no, so noticeably substantially bigger. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. He just, he walks around like um, I don't know if you guys remember. Like, well, I guess there's that Kanye West video of him wearing those like oversized boxy clothes. But Bro, Doug Funny did the same that's thing. Dis- that's disrespectful, Daniel. No, no, I'm not saying that. that I mean, he disrespectful. Just, that's just I'm so I don't think he listens to the show, but I'm just telling you that's just kind of how he, he looks out there. Um, just he just kind of stands out. Um, no offense For to sure. the kid, I think he's, he's playing well. Um, interceptions, Gators get uh, one uh, with Gervon Dexter. Two games into the season, uh, you have Amari Bernie um, interception to end the game against Utah, and then you have Gervon Dexter catch a uh, an air ball. Um, still without any turnovers from uh, your secondary. Are you guys concerned at all? Um, you know, Will Levis and Cam Rising both threw the ball pretty often. Um, are you surprised at all that you haven't seen any turnovers by this secondary? No, I'm not surprised. Uh, trading starts. 
Um, Rashard Torrance is back there. I'm not mad. Like, but I'm not surprised there's no turnovers, man. Uh, we don't have ball hawks back there. Um, the corner position, I just want to see more Devin Moore and more Jason Marshall. No, no slight to the other guys. They just play. Those guys make plays. Um, we gave up a couple big throws. One was a touchdown. Um, but outside of that, I don't. I'm not mad at the corners. I think we get some better corner play with the younger boys. Uh, but the safety position is a lot to be desired as far as playmaking, um, ball hawking, that type of stuff. Uh, There's just, just no presence, not enough presence from the safety room in my in my opinion. I mean, the coverage wasn't even that bad on the um, on the touchdown. Touchdown. I mean, that was just nah. that was just a hell of a play, dude. He just kind of right. uh, I forget was it. It was Kimber. He kind of just like boxed Kimber out. They both went up for it. He high pointed the ball. Like, right. That, the oh, that was the one where the ball hit the ground. Yeah. Remember that one? The ball hit the ground? Yeah, it did on TV. Um, I didn't think that they were going to overturn the ball. Definitely hit the ground on, on TV, though. Yeah, we got a nice boo in the stadium. I couldn't tell, to be honest. I yeah, and I don't think it was enough to overturn it, but you could definitely see the ball move a little bit and, and maybe that it can move slightly. But the way that he caught it, uh, there was no way that you were going to stop that, you know, make a, a full, complete catch because there was no support underneath the ball um, until it would bounce off the ground and then you could tag it in. But no, I mean, Damn. that was just. You're you're gonna get passes caught against you, right? Uh, best cornerbacks in in the NFL have gotten passes caught against them. Sometimes it just happens. They um they they played Dean down in the box a lot. They went like single high safety a bunch with with Torrance up top, um, which you know probably played into Dean leading the the team in tack uh, in tackles for the second second straight week. But I think he I, I think they're both. I don't know that you have a free safety. I think they're both strong safeties. Like they're both like walk down, play in the box, and like you said. So to your point, though, is you just don't have ball hawks back there. You don't have guys that are getting their hands on the ball. Yeah, no, I guess you know part of it is probably the fact that so many passes have been completions to tight ends, right? In that yeah, like, open and, area. And also- and also, uh, uh, Kentucky, you know, if you're not covering the tight ends and you and Florida has a good pass rush, okay, well, let's negate the pass rush and just get the ball out quick. Um, and I think teams will do that because um, because Brent Cox is is is, is playing his ass off. Um, and and I think Florida's got a bunch of guys that can get after the pass or get after the quarterback. So you're going to see teams just use that quick that those, that quick passing game because Florida's linebackers haven't shown that they can cover it. Um, so those are, those are adjustments. Yeah, our safeties are getting put on these, these, these tight ends in some of these positions as well, getting cooked. I ain't gonna lie. I'm getting cooked. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, um, you know, another week, you don't hear much about Jason Marshall. That's pretty good. Um, I thought, um, you know, Jalen Kimber's played pretty well. I think Devin Moore is definitely, uh, the next guy, um, you know, that's going to be a, a potential All-American for the Gators. I think that he's playing well. I thought that Avery Helm had a, had a decent game. I know that he got uh, – He's having a decent season. He's not playing bad football. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I think – I know the internet he was a little Kimber. upset about him. But, um, you know, I, I think overall the, the cornerbacks are playing well. I, I just – they're not getting a lot of plays yet. And that's more the Marshall. difference. More Marshall, more Devin Moore is what the streets need. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if they're getting subbed out here and there. It's just where the snaps are at right now. I think the snaps would be need to be in favor of more Devin Moore and more Jason Marshall at corner. Yeah, and I think I think they're getting there. I think part of that is just 
you know, time in the system and just, you know, learning the pace of the game from a, a Devin Moore perspective. But every time he comes in, he definitely, you know, does well. He's made an impact and, and the announcers during the game uh, even mentioned that Devin Moore uh, was was having a big impact and, and definitely one of the bright spots um, for the future Florida Gators. But uh, you have to be happy with, you know, the youngsters coming in, the, you know, even some of the transfer guys uh, that are coming in to, to make an impact pretty early. I did see that, that Ty Bowman was uh, getting some playing time. How about that? Um, a little bit off. Yeah, he's back on offense. Yeah, yeah, he's gone from offense to defense, back to offense. Who knows? Maybe a two-way player. Maybe the next Deion Sanders. Who knows? Ty Bowman, next Deion <laughs> Sanders. Write it down, Nick. Put it on a shirt. Uh, let's okay. let's see. Okay. We're, having a, we're having people come into the chat and mention. Let's see. Any word on Rashard Torrance? He went down. I know that on his health or Ventral Miller. Uh, who left during the second half. Um, Nick, you said maybe an update on Wednesday? Um, yeah, Torrance is fine. I, I, I don't know that Ventra – I don't think Ventra will play this week. Um, I, I If it worry. wasn't USF, would he play? No. No, uh, I, I don't know if he'll play in two weeks. Hmm. Do we know what it, the injury is? I missed it if – No. It's a good week to miss, I'll tell you that, man. Let me see. Let me get let my young boys, because we, we feel good about school. Uh, Amari's playing better. We gotta give gotta give him credit what credit mm-hmm. do. Amari is playing better. Uh but yeah, let me see what school and, and, and you know the young Shamar James could do a little bit versus a, a team like USF that shouldn't give us a whole lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh scheme wise though, uh, what do you guys thought about the scheme from 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 Patrick Tony and his game plan? Um, outside, I mean, the, the tight ends are obviously the, the biggest issue that we have. And I don't know if that's a, a, an issue. I don't think that, that, yeah, I don't think that's scheme. I think that's personnel. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I think that that scheme overall has, has been strong. Do you guys have any concerns there? I mean, I think the defensive line is doing great. I think that the safeties outside of our you know, secondary outside of, you know, maybe causing some turnovers, they're playing well. I mean, you know, Utah is – has a potential first round quarterback. Um, you know, Utah has Kentucky has a potential first round quarterback. Utah obviously has Utah obviously had a, a good returning quarterback uh, as well that put up some big numbers last year. But um, you know, I think that they've they've done well and in Florida should be, you know, two and oh right now if you look at the way their defense have played. Well said. Nick, your thoughts? Um, I I have no problem with his scheme. I I thought I thought the scheme on on defense has been good. Um, I've seen six six DBs on the field, so I think he's trying to do stuff to to combat that. I mean, at, at some point when Ventro went down, um, you had Scooby, Shamar, and Bernie in uh, for a lot of the second half, and I think Shamar um, and Scooby are both more athletic. I, I don't know that it showed in terms of stopping, you know, the, the short passes or, or covering it. And that just might have to come with time with them. But um, I think Florida's going to be without Ventro Miller, I think for a couple of weeks and, and you're going to see, Hey, can, are these guys better? Do, do, do you see an improved play? And listen, when, when Ventro right. healthy, he's, he's going to play like you're not Ventro's not getting Wally Pipped. Like he's not losing his starting job. Um, but 
you if these guys can't help you in that area, um, you're gonna have to start, you know, messing with the rotation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta hope. I'm I, I liking what I've seen, like from just you know coming downhill with school or in Shamar. Um, I want to see because we know Ventro is a liability in pass coverage, so um, we got to see. I want to see one of these young boys because uh, they're gonna get USF no matter how terrible they are. They're gonna do the same thing. Watch the same film. They're gonna come pick on the linebackers with tight ends as well. So it's gonna be opportunity there, and I want to see how better they they cover the tight end position because. Everybody got that mapped out for us the rest of this year. And I don't think Ventura is going to get better at covering uh, wide receivers. I think that's more of our Amari Bernie's strong suit. Um, but Amari Bernie's looking better. Got to give credit what credit is due. He's looking a lot better than he did last year. Bro, Ventro Miller, if he was born in 1940, oh, would, man, be he a ha- would be a Hall of Fame in 93. NFL linebacker. <laughs> In like the Hall 90s, early linebacker. 2000s. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, give him a neck roll or one of those. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, oh, sir. bro. I love – Dress, love dress like Brian Miller. Cox. I love Ventra Miller. He's just not – it's just like the, the he's just not good in coverage. But it, but if he was playing back in back in like wing T days, my God, I'd be flying to the football. Well, you got to go oh. way back to wing T, though, Nick. You just go back to the 90s, man. No. Zach Thomas, those guys, bro. No, yeah. I'm I'm going I'm going back I'm going That's back to he, he 1940 leather helmets he would shove that leather helmet right in your chest. He's probably so. been the only black guy there too. Yo, <laughs> 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 um, no, I do yeah, want to ask. Somebody, somebody, me- <laughs> somebody mentioned in the chat. Um, where's Dewan Black? I I just don't I don't I don't see it. But uh, should and I'm trying to find. Yeah, he's just not. He's playing, playing some special teams. Good for him. Um, somebody said that. Money Green said uh, put uh, Trey Dean in the box to cover the tight end. Um, not against the idea of trying to figure out some additional help back there. Uh, Florida, Florida needs somebody. I don't know if it's going to be Trey Dean. I don't. I don't know if he's physical enough for for that. But only thing I want Trey Dean to stop doing is bragging while we're losing. That's pretty. It's pretty good ask. Nick, you Nick's said that. You said that. Ass, man. You <laughs> said that, and you said that, and I instantly saw in my head three or four instances of, of like down somebody else makes a tackle and, and Trey Dean's just like flexing down the down down the field ten yards. Oh, there in was, the was, there no, was a um, there was a ball that was thrown very far out of bounds, and he did the you know the no fly zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very assured. That's no a that's zone. a that's a that's a DB thing. Like, like you. He flexed you can, uh, when he was down seven. I almost like jumped over the, the championship <laughs> club uh, thing. I was like, man, I got to end it all, man. There's no way he just celebrated. We're down. Like we're against the ropes here. Um, he celebrated. It's nuts. Um, gentlemen, we have uh, Will Turner from 247 Sports to come on to talk about the Florida USF game. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. A number of you guys reached out saying that you were going to stop by. We greatly appreciate that. Alumni Hall on Archer Road. You can also visit them at alumnihall.com. Men's and women's Nike apparel and new kids' accessories on there. Go check them out. A bunch of new stuff for tailgating as well, whether they're tents, tables, chairs, whatever you might need for Gator Game Day in the swamp this weekend. Go visit them, alumnihall.com, or visit them on Archer Road. Let them know Nick sent you from Stadium and Gale. 
Will Turner, man, it is a pleasure to have you on. We were Will. we were we were clawing up all edges trying to find um, somebody that covered USF <laughs> that could could tell us a little bit about um, the team twenty minutes up the road from me. Um, so Will, I, I will you coming I on. will tell you this: there is a USF Twitter um, because I said two. It's, I it's said two years. No, no, I said two. No years baseball. Ago, yeah, yeah I, said, I said two. I said no. I pissed them off. I said two well, years yeah. ago that, that Florida else. losing to USF was was a bad loss, and they came at my neck. They Good. came after me, and <laughs> then they went to go win a uh, win the regional too. Right they after went, that, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I know. They let me know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they let me know. Nick likes that energy, bro. He likes to like piss people off. That's his vibe. Negative well, niggas. It, what we it, call it sure them. worked. He sure woke some folks up, man. But yeah. Will, are you familiar with Nick from his beef with the USF baseball Twitter? World. Very. I kept it wow. quiet because I wasn't covering baseball, but I just kind of saw because right. I think you were with rivals at the time. So I was like, ah, we'll rivals, let the rival, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll let the rivals guy make his bed here. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, bro. And then, and then, um, it's a nice little win, reckoning. I love it. They win the regional and they go to Texas and they're winning, they're beating Texas in the eighth yeah. inning. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was like, no, 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 no. This team can't yeah. go to Omaha. I was like, this team cannot go to Omaha. I need Texas. And luckily, Texas won. But my goodness. He, he wasn't trying to, like, dog yourself. He just was trying to be negative to UF, and it backfired in another way. <laughs> That's really what happened. It's just what I, think, I think that run caught, like, that run caught a lot of folks at USF off guard. I mean, like, that was – that was just, baseball is a weird sport, man. That's just that's just the team getting hot at the right time. They, they were a bad team, and then they got hot, and they won the tournament, and they just they just got hot at the right time. That's what next going to piss off baseball Twitter again. Yeah, I, 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 hey, I'll, I'll see you guys next week. Come out of here. <laughs> no man. Uh, well, Will, we appreciate you coming on the show uh, to talk a little bit about the UF USF game. Um, been a tough couple of years, probably covering the USF football program. I'm still trying to get it turned around under Jeff Scott, but tell us a little bit about uh, the USF Bulls this year. Yeah, so uh, they brought in a, a healthy amount of transfers this offseason, mm-hmm. completely rebuilt their defense. Uh, if you looked at their defensive numbers after uh, they fired Glenn Spencer, two ga- uh, excuse me, the second to last, after the second to last game of the year. <laughs> Uh, completely rebuilt their defense with a whole bunch of power five transfers mm-hmm. um, brought in, you know, guys from Clemson, North Carolina, a um, uh, bunch of, just a bunch of places around the country that are evading me right now, but they, uh, they bring it, they bring in these guys. They want to, they want to change the defense They bring in Bob Shoup, who was a uh, analyst at Miami at the time, but he's been very well traveled was uh at, at Penn State and Vanderbilt with James Franklin was with Butch Jones at Tennessee. Spent some time at Mississippi State, so mm-hmm. um, you know a guy that that wanted to play an in-your-face style of defense. And uh, to his credit, uh, through the first two games, USF has had more tackles for loss and sacks than than they had you know in each of the past teams under Glenn Spencer. So that was uh, that that that's a bright. Spot. They're just not coming at the right time. A lot of those, uh, they had 11 tackles for loss against Howard last week, and most of them came in the second half. So when um, the game was kind of put away, so um, you know there, it, it's kind of weird. It, it, it's hard to vibe on what they really want to do. You know, they're sending you know six seven guys at a time. That just they're just getting a penetration up front with the front four to really be able to make a difference. 
Um, and especially when you play in game, when you play a BYU team that, you know, has one of the best offensive lines in the country with two guys that are probably going to be first round picks. Um, you know, it's a task trying to get some guys in there that have very minimal snaps because of those guys that they brought in line transfer, especially on the defensive line, played a whole lot of ball before that, maybe 50, 60 snaps. Uh, Clyde Pender, who was a, a, a Florida uh, prospect at one time that ended up going to North Carolina, the former mm-hmm. four-star from Armwood. Oh, yeah. Um, he was supposed to be one of those transfers inside uh, the, the, the D-tackle room. He uh, didn't see the field this year. He's uh, I think he might be off the roster due to some academic issues. I'm not sure. That's what Jeff Scott said. Um, so the, the room just keeps getting thinner. Secondary depth is getting thinner with some injuries. So, um, Howard was a win. It wasn't yeah. a satisfying win for what they needed to do in that game, though. Yeah, they beat uh, Larry Scott, who was a uh, former – he was j- just the interim head coach here at USF, right? Um, I don't He was the interim head coach at Miami. I don't think he was oh, okay. That's USF. right. That's right. He just worked at the USF. That's right. Um, yep. So uh, talk to us a little bit uh, about offense. Um, I know that they've got, um, obviously it's tough to tell, um, you know, not a great game against BYU and then playing Howard. Um, but what, what kind of offense is, is Jeff Scott running this year as, as he tries to, to probably in all intents and purposes, save his job um, for the year? Yeah, I believe they want to run quick game or run a lot of slant, bubble screens, all that good stuff, you know, to try and get the balls in the, in the hands of the playmakers, guys like Jimmy Horn, uh, Brian Batty, um, Xavier Weaver, guys that, you know, can can make guys miss and make plays. Uh, you know, they've got a, a consensus All-American kick returner in Brian Batty. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had a really good game against Howard on the ground. Um, but they also want to establish a run, just like, you know, a lot of teams around the country want to do. They, you know, with that that coach speak. Um, but we haven't really seen that a whole lot in the first two games. Uh, you know, USF ran the ball just 11 times in the first half against Howard. They threw it, I think, 21 times. So they, you know, want the passing game to work. Looks like Gary Bohannon, who's a transfer in from Baylor, uh, just wants to, you know, kind of get that timing right with some of the receivers. Seems like they're just off. A um, couple passes over the head, couple couple drops here and there. So just not clicking there yet through the passing game. But um, last week against Howard, the, the one bright spot was definitely the rushing game. Um, they came up in the second half, ran for 205 yards um, on just 27 carries. So I think they averaged maybe six, seven yards carry uh, last week. And uh, Batsy rips one off for 60. Mikey Duke, the Clemson transfer, rips one off for 28-yard touchdown. Uh, Jaron Mangum uh, gets two two touchdowns. So, um, you know, a lot of a, a, a lot of bright spots there in the rushing game. They had six total touchdowns against Howard. So, um, still trying to find the identity of the offense. In, in all honesty, if you ask Jeff Scott, I think uh, I think it's going to come in the rushing game. In all honesty, um, just with with kind of what I've seen over the first game and a half. Um, cause the, the passing game just isn't there yet with some, with Gary and some of his receivers. What about the tight end? You guys have a good tight end there? What do you talk to Jeff? Let him know. Two hands and two feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gunner Greenwald's been pretty good. That's right, man. So that's a guy, that's a guy whose name we got to know for Saturday is Gunner Greenwald, no matter how good or not good he is. He's going to go ham. He's going to probably have a career day. 
Yeah, this is, is going to get him on the scouts board right here. Hey, the question is if, is if they're going to throw the football to him because he's only had two touches. Oh, yeah. Oh, two oh, yeah. So yeah. Career high coming this week. <laughs> they, may, they may not have planned for it, but career high numbers coming his hey, way. Hey, he, he's the good one. He's a, he's a Space Coast kid. Uh, mm-hmm. Had like NC State. Uh, I think Miami was on him. Um, a couple other big schools were on him and chose USF pretty early in, in that 2021 class. So he's a, he's a good one. Um, he's another one that just isn't starting for whatever reason currently when I think he should, he, he should be the guy currently. Do you think, uh, how do you not guys not let the game, you guys are letting the game get away from you in the first half uh, so far this year. How do you not let them spread 24 points? Uh, so what, what can USF do um, possibly besides feed the ball to the tight end all game? <laughs> um, to, to keep it a game. So in all honesty, right, like I think it's gotta gotta be something with the script. Because if you look at how USF has has played in their first 15, 16 plays, um, the script just seems to be a little bit off. You know, early on, they you know, they want to go to the plays that they want to hit. Gary Bohannon threw an interception on the first play of the game against Howard, who had everybody like in the stadium on pins and needles. So that was <laughs> that was fun. Um, you take a look at USF's first 15 yards per play against Howard, uh, no points, but 5.9 yards of play. The yards per play. Um, same BYU, a little bit less for USF scoring points on the first 15 plays, average of 3.7 yards per play. Um, and then uh, the rest of the game, they had one point, four point yards per play, a little bit better, really better. Um, so I, I think you change your play calling in the first quarter. I think you, you, you change your script up quite a bit and, and maybe, maybe go towards, uh, maybe you, you try to actually establish the run and, and, and you go with some of those guys that had a big game. Um, I think the other thing too is, is, you know, if a guy's hot, if a guy just ripped off a 12 yard run, go right back to him, hand the ball right back, right back to him or throw the ball back to him. Um, seems like USF has just kind of gone away from some of the guys that, you know, had been really hot, like Brian Batty. Um, you know, I keep saying his name, but he, he's he been, you know, one of USF's most explosive backs, and he's only getting three, five, seven yards uh, or three, five, seven carries a game. So I think if you get the, you get the hands in the ball or, or get the ball in the hands of the playmakers, rather, um, maybe they start faster. I mean, obviously, it's a night game at the Swamp. Um, it's a tough environment for anybody to play in. Um, so, you know, but yeah, starting fast is, 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 is a huge thing for USF right now that they just haven't been able to do. Okay. If, uh, I got some other questions outside of football, but what do you think about Florida's roster and the matchup wise? Um, when you look at us on paper, I know we just took a loss to Kentucky and, uh, Anthony Richardson didn't, didn't run wild this week. Um, and I think that's one of the key side offense, but. What, what do you think about the offense or the lack thereof uh, versus Kentucky? So I didn't get a chance to, to, to watch that game a ton just because it was on at the same time that USF played. But, you know, obviously we got to see Florida last year um, at Raymond James. I like yeah. AR-15 a lot. Um, I he think went he crazy on y'all last year. He did. He did. Um, the one play that, that went for 80 yards that he, I think, pulled his hamstring on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I love AR fifteen man. I think he's 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 gonna Watch be a out really. Now. He, he's moved away from his branding yeah, we there. Just call him AR oh, AR has he? Oh, yeah, he's, okay. got, he's got a whole new branding now. Okay, but his okay. stat line was ridiculous. It was like three of three, two touchdowns, one hundred and fifteen yards, something like that. Yeah, and really, good. and then like four rushes for like a hundred and something. 
Yeah, yeah. So I love I love Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be a dynamic playmaker for as long as he's at the University of Florida and even beyond that. Um, you know, obviously, uh, UF recruits so much down in the Bay Area that, you know, Ventron Miller is a guy that I've been, um, uh, you know, watching for, for a long time when he was at Kathleen. Um, you know, I wish obviously they, they, they would, uh, kind of keep some of those guys on the roster. I thought DeMarcus Bowman was going to be a star. Obviously that situation, I don't know if it really ever got resolved or whatnot, but, um, he got sit out this year with you guys, right? Uh, with UCF. UCF, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. He's, he's down the road on I-4. Yep, yep. So he's with UCF. Um, you know, I'd like to see some of these guys some of these guys stick. I'd like to see if you if, if UF can, can make a run at Keon Keeley out of Berkeley Prep. Um, but Working no, they them. you know they they they've they've come down to Florida. Jervon Dexter is another one that I mm-hmm. that I loved um coming out of high school as a basketball player over at Lake Wales, has done a really nice transition to that D tackle spot. Um, and then Zach Carter was one of the first guys that I watched, first guys that I covered when I got into this whole thing uh, about six, seven years ago. And, uh, you know, he's he's played really well. So, um, you know, to answer your question about Florida's roster, especially offensively, you know, I think it's good. I think there's playmakers. Um, you know, I, I obviously it's game two of, of Billy Napier, game three going now, Billy Napier's, uh, you know, tenure at Florida. Um I'd like to see his offensive play calling kind of evolve. Um, I know Florida fans kind of felt that way here and there, just from what I was reading on some comment sections uh, this morning. Um, you know, I'd like to see his play calling evolve. I think he was a, a, a pretty solid um, offensive coach wherever, he, you know, at, at all the stops that he's been at. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that roster evolves. But I think they've done a pretty nice job recruiting overall. Um, especially in this 23 class, I like a, a good amount of the pieces that they've got and, and just kind of how they've been able to, um, you know, get this class where it needs to be from a, from a, a you know, expectation standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going through the USF coaching roster right now, some blasts from the past. You mentioned Bob Shoup, Travis Trickett's yep. there. Um, yep. Let's see, who was I looking at? Daquan Bowers is there, former Clemson guy. Um, yep. A guy yep. that everybody name knows, and then uh, a name that I had no idea was on the staff, and that's Ernie Sims. Um, yep, linebackers wow. coach over there. Yeah. Yep, he uh, he's he's had interesting trajectory uh, since he left the league. He was at Florida Atlantic uh, for a few years. I think he was on Lane Kiffin's staff, and then uh, when USF pretty much poached uh, FAU's coaching staff yeah. when Lane left. Um, Ernie came over and was a was an uh, was a support staff member, and then they had some shuffling um, after Wes Neighbors went to uh, Louisiana Lafayette with with Billy uh, for a year. They uh, pushed Glenn Spencer back to the safeties role, and they brought Ernie up to go be the position coach. and And he's done a really nice job. Uh, you know, I think he's he's got a bright future in college coaching for sure. I could absolutely see him being a a defensive coordinator uh, at some point USF yeah. interviewed him for the job, or at least put in some, you know uh, you know, his name was in the waters uh, of potentially getting that DC job after they fired Glenn Spencer. So bright minded college coaching without a doubt, Ernie Sims. Um, so Nick, you guys have any final questions? I got one more to take us out. Uh, yeah. Just, did, go ahead. Did, uh, did, have you guys talked to Jeff Scott today? No, we get him Tuesday and Thursday, so we'll get him twice okay. this week. 
Billy, um, Billy spoke very highly of him. They obviously coached uh, under Dabo at Clemson. I'm just wondering, um, obviously they're both uh, offensive guys, but just wondering how much familiarity they have with each other from being on the same staff um, and how that will play in this week. Just something probably probably only writers uh, are, are thinking yeah. of, but something that, that I thought of today when Billy started talking about him. Yeah, I, I listened to his comments for, for a few minutes and, and heard a, a, a – that Brad Scott was, was one of his mentors uh, when, when Brad was at, mm-hmm. at Clemson um, and Billy was at, at, at Clemson as well. No, I, as far as I know, I'd have to go back and look, but Jeff is, Jeff has always had some, some good things to say about Billy. I, I remember, um, I don't think he addressed him um, last week in the post game presser, but I think he might've mentioned him in the, in the preseason um, and said it, it but, and, and said something about it. I just can't remember off the top of my head, but he's he's. I'd imagine tomorrow he's going to have some good things to say about Billy Napier. He he did say that he uh, he expects those guys to be prepared, prepared and ready to go on Saturday night um, at the swamp. So you know, I'm sure you know they they've got some good things to say. That that whole Clemson vibe is is as all of us know is very family oriented. There's not a whole lot of guys that leave that experience. Um, on a bad note or, or with bad blood with, with a lot of the guys in that organization. Hey, uh, Will, how do you guys get back on pace to, to make that, that, that I four rivalry, um, you know, more of a rivalry with you see, you see, I've seen that to, to keep some sustainability as far as, uh, relevancy and, you know, competing with the big boys. How do you guys get on that level, man? You USF have had some runs, but it's been a struggle of late. It's just overall consistency. It's just overall consistency in, in, in everything between, you know, the administration, the facilities. USF is just now getting an indoor practice facility. Um, you know, that's the, the shovels went in the ground probably about a year ago this week, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's an on-campus stadium in talks for 2026. But USF has just been <laughs> so behind on the facilities aspect. Um, Still ahead of Miami. Well, yeah. Miami's at least got a roof over their building, no matter how long that field is. Yeah, uh, all, all 35 yards of it has a roof over it. Right. At least it's right. something, you know, and they, they could dodge raindrops. USF can't yeah. dodge raindrops. Uh, so You go to the gym. Well, same thing. I, I guess. I mean, we used to do that high school track, man. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Florida used to uh, practice not too long ago under the uh, concourse at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. But like, what can you get out of that? In all honesty, I mean, maybe you, you run some walkthroughs. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But no, they've been so behind on the facilities aspect. Um, obviously, Willie Taggart, you know, gave them some good success in 2016, 2015, 2017. <laughs> Um, you know, he takes the Oregon job and Charlie Strong takes over. Uh, you know, I know Florida fans love Charlie Strong, but uh, mm. it's very, very different down I-75 when you look at, at, at USF's perspective of him. Um, there's a lot of folks that, that think Charlie Strong set USF back at least <laughs> five years in the recruiting aspect, especially. Right. I've heard that. Um, there were a lot of guys when Jeff Scott came in that that Jeff Scott had to just clean the roster. I mean, it was a huge – I mean, there's probably – I think there's only – from the 2017 roster, which is like your fifth-year, sixth-year guys with the COVID waiver, there's only like two guys on the roster 
from that from that season. 18, similar story. There's only a handful of guys. 19, probably a similar story. There's so many guys that you look at recruiting classes that just aren't on this team anymore. So from an overall depth perspective, USF has struggled um, to have that quality depth, um, and it's hurt their play on the football field. And, and, and I think the recruiting has had, a lot to do, uh, has had a lot to do with that. You know, it, it felt like a lot of Charlie Strong's tenure was him just trying to find his way back to a Power 5 job. Right. Um, it never felt like he really wanted to, you know, get the facilities right and do what they needed to do in the off field aspect. Wasn't very, um, you know, sociable with the fans outside of his few appearances that, you know, he was contractually, uh, contractually ob- uh, obliged to do. Um, so, you know, like I said, Florida fans, I know, I know Florida fans love Charlie strong, but you know, I, I he, he, really set usf back in a lot of ways jeff scott's done a lot of good things to you know get usf back on track in terms of the off-field stuff the facilities he's a great ceo i think billy billy napier said that today too and i I wholeheartedly agree he's a great ceo head coach um you know great off the field uh leader knows how to win obviously was over at clemson with in in their run they know how to win football games they know what success looks like they know what off-field looks like um, it's just the on-field success and they've just got to get consistent play on the field they've got to get consistency in recruiting um, it's still kind of yet to be known if these transfers if the way that they're recruiting with the transfers and the amount of transfers they're bringing in if that's going to be sustainable if that's going to work on a year-in year-out basis um, so you know they just need overall consistency uh, to to, to kind of catch up to UCF um, in that regard, obviously, conference expansion is a whole nother, right? You know, layer to all of this. You know, USF missing out on the Big Twelve. I think it's a blessing in disguise, and I've said it a few times: is they need to get their house in order, they need to get mm-hmm. the facilities right, they need to get the off-field product right, the marketing. Um, they need to get the on-field product right next in order to be able to, to to truly catch up and be able to to do what they need to do to catch up in that rivalry. Um, and just catch up in, in the grand scheme of the, the state of Florida. I mean, right. I, there's no reason why why USF can't compete with the amount of talent in the Bay Area. Obviously, they don't have the endowment Florida has, Florida State, Miami, but they should at least be competing with UCF on a regular basis. Um, and they're just not doing it right now. So just consistency at the end of the day is really what they need. Yeah. Well, that answered uh, my question that I was going to ask as well. But, uh, Will, my friend, thank you so much for coming on, especially on pretty last minute to notice. Uh, let everybody know where they can follow you um, and uh, on, on Twitter and uh, on online. Yeah, so Bulls247.com is, is where all the uh, latest USF content is. We uh, uh, kind of wrapping up this Howard game throughout to, uh, today and tomorrow and then kind of start my prep for Florida um, on Wednesday after we hear from Jeff Scott tomorrow. So uh, take it a, take it a look at the Gators from an outside perspective, take a look at what USF needs to do to at least be competitive in that game. Um, you follow me on Twitter at W Turner 24 seven um, and the, our site Twitter is at bulls 24 seven. So uh, a lot of good content over there um, as we keep it rolling with USF. I know there's a lot of Gators fans down in Tampa Um mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be fun. I'm going to head up to the swamp. It'll be my first, first opportunity to get to catch a game up there. It should be nice. Be a good time.
Yeah. Well, if you look outside of your window here in Tampa right now, it is uh, very swamp-like outside. So uh. yeah, I went golfing <laughs> yesterday and it was really humid. Yeah. 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 So, it, uh, it's raining. It's raining. It is, it is pouring down rain. I, I live down here in downtown uh, Tampa, and it is uh, it's bring a poncho. Bring a poncho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll be on field too, so yeah, gonna need it. Uh, Lex yeah. on him, Will. Yeah, yeah. What? So oh, I need it. <laughs> Will, what's who's that girl? She she was like the Yo. fan, like fan yeah. of the year. Pickles. Lead the conversation. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. That's who led the charge against me. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, she, she uh, charge she, years ago. She's a friend. Uh, I've gotten a chance to get to know her a little bit. Um, she's she's. We had a good time. We had a good fun. time with it. We went back and forth. Yeah, we had fun with it. Uh, well, yeah, she, she had more fun funny. as I was getting yelled at. But yeah, yeah. She she she's funny. She's a she's she's a hoot. She's been out in Vegas the last week and a half. It, it was kind of like man because uh, UCF lost, USF won, and the Bucks won. So she was like, I just need to stay out in Vegas all the time. <laughs> well, shout out to Pickles. Uh, I got That's nothing but nice things. Got nothing That's but nice things thing to, to say, say about her. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, guys, man. It, uh, I, I love. Uh, it was it was cool to be on a, a roll up podcast. I was a huge fan of the Big Three. Oh uh, my god, Newberg actually. Uh, Newberg actually trained me. In, well, nice trained being a loose word, but he got me the job. Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm always, yeah. you know, I'm always I'm always grateful for for Newberg for uh, for getting me. Uh, get me started with 24 7 but man i was a huge fan of uh a, a, a big three roll-up back in the day I, i'm sad it's uh I'm sad it's no more oh, nice to roll up man still good vibes man check us out absolutely um, i love it well thanks so much it. will we appreciate it we'll uh, talk to you soon my friend hey thanks a bunch guys appreciate y'all thanks, All right, man. bye-bye another will question turner. Real, real she's a who what is that what, what is she's a who break that down for me guys i've heard that before it. But she's a hoot. Hoot. She, that um, I didn't know where things come from. She's I know what it means, but where does that I, I think from? like uh, to, to like be a hoot is like to be funny. Right. You know, so she's just funny. I think people I, say kind of sarcastically that. more than anything. But where did it derive? Oh. Um, that's gotta be that's gotta be a southern thing. Yeah. I don't know who it's the first be. person to say she's a fucking hoot. <laughs> Probably the same person you know? that said. Did you know in Alabama they say when it's like a sun shower outside, they say the devil's beating his wife. What? Huh. Yeah. Bro, they say they say some wild stuff in Alabama. Why is that? Where does that come from? The devil's beating his wife. Devil's beating his wife when it's a sun shower. It's um, not. Maybe maybe a southerner can uh, like a, a real yeah, real southerner can hop in the, the YouTube chat and give us some entomology. Shout, there. shout out to Cassidy Hill. She would say stuff. She's from Mobile. She would say stuff, and I would look at her and go, "What?" Something was like, um, "Oh, they were so close, you could like swing a dead cat at it." And I'm like, "Excuse you? Yeah, You're that's swinging nuts. a dead cat." She's like, "Oh, this is what it means." I'm like, "Why would you ever say that?" When you said swinging, and then the next word started with a D, yeah, I, got, I was hey. I was worried. I, I was like, "This, this is a, a, a PG thirteen show. This is, um, this is a family podcast. This is a the, the, the family podcast." Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's give a shout out, Nick uh, Silk. We got a new sponsor on the way. Um, love these guys. Have always loved their uh, products. Um, they did some Stadium and Gale stuff for us a couple of years ago. We need to get some new hats out there. Uh, we'll work on some of that. 
Um, everybody knows my favorite bar in Gainesville is Balls. Uh, I have a Balls uh, last call hat. Uh, I got a lot of people um, saying, hey, is that a Balls UF hat? I uh, didn't know that they sold gear. Uh, they don't. Um, so our friends over at Dome Hats, the newest sponsor of Stadium and Gale, do you can go visit domehats.com. You can get your Cam was innocent hat, your Rex was robbed hat, your cock block uh, hat, whatever it might be. Uh, best products out there for hats. Uh, Jeff Whitaker, uh, CEO, former UF uh, walk on. Um, and then uh, Chris, uh, also a, a UF kicker. Um, two guys I founded the company uh, based in my favorite city, Jacksonville. Um, but great stuff. Visit domehats.com. Use promo code stadium gale so just stadium and then gale for 15 percent off of your order uh so again stadium gale at domehats.com click the store button also if you are in the market uh maybe your promotional product or maybe you are trying to uh, create something for your business or company uh, or family reunion whatever it might be they also do custom products as well so again domehats.com stadium gale all one word for 15% off. Uh, gentlemen, it is time to do our buy or sell segment, but it is also time to keep us honest. So let me pull up the... Ooh, man, I know I got some lies off, man. First, first off, first off, I didn't lie. Billy, lied. Billy got to get together, man. Billy lied. Shout, I told the shout, truth. <laughs> shout out to um, buy or sell Ben. Bro, that's such a dope yeah. trip that he's doing. Um, Silky ran into him in uh, New Orleans, right? Right, right, right. Great, um, great, might... great, great. Oh, I love this whole thing. This is gonna be a movie one day in my mind. Ben, right? Ben Chase. We need to make shirts, and, and we yeah, need to Ben's like. Play me. We ben need to make shirts. No, chasing sixty. Chasing sixty. He should chase. Chasing sixty is fire. I like chasing sixty. We need to make that's shirts and just like right send and send the money to Ben to help fund. Uh, his minivan driving around, driving around. I the don't country. think he's bought a ticket yet. I, I need to get Ben. We need to get, I don't, I don't need to. We need to get Ben on the show and learn a little bit more about some of the logistics behind this because that's nuts. So that's awesome, though. Uh, he was at the Texas Alabama game on Saturday. Uh, he's been all over the place. Bro, he's having, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot to it. Like, that's a lot of driving by yourself. That's a lot of miles. I'm still recovering from the New Orleans trip. So I'm trying to figure out how he's doing it, bro. Bro, shout out to Ben. My guy's on a the road trip of a lifetime. I love it, man. Um, all right. So buy or sell from the hate ass Nick episode. <laughs> Gators win. Bro, we all bought. That's wild. People, people are like throwing it back at me. I, I made the name. Oh. Yes, you did. Man, that was a pause. Uh, we all bought <laughs> that the uh, the Gators would win. We all lost. So we are all 0 for 1 starting it up. I am just pulling up some stats here. Uh, number two, Montrell Johnson leads the Gators in rushing attempts. I believe he does not. He only had seven, although he had a great, um, a great seven rushes. Uh, Trevor Etienne had nine. And I believe Naquan Wright had 10. Uh, he had eight. So uh, uh, we all bought and we all lost. So we're all 0 for 2. Gators throw for two or more touchdowns. Nick, of Ooh. course, sold. Uh, Silk and I bought. Uh, milk, Nick, Nick, 
Nick wins. Um, no. Gators, Gators threw uh, two games without a passing touchdown, unfortunately. Stop making me and Nick De La Torre are like no. Bragelina or some shit, man. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, <laughs> been, it's been a year and a half. I don't know why I keep saying it, man. Don't know, I don't why. know man. It's got to slow down here. We're not an item, dog. He's shipping us. <laughs> Milk boys. All right. Let's see. Um, we have, sorry, I'm just double checking here. Uh, turnovers. Gators only get one interception. No other turnovers. Um, Gators forced two turnovers. Silk and myself bought it. Nick sold. Uh, Gators do only end up with the one interception uh, from Gervon Dexter. Hating ass Nick did all right this weekend. Yeah. Ah, buddy. I'm taking the lead. Nick has two. uh, Silk and myself have zero. Uh, Gators have three or more catches by tight ends. I'm about 95% positive that did not happen. Uh, Let's see. Keon Zipperer has two. And... Xander's dropped one. Xander's dropped one, and he had one. So it is a win for Dan and a loss for Silk and Nick. A good opportunity to use Nilk. Um, I'm missing. I'm missing. Terribly this week. So Silk okay. goes 0 for 5. Dan goes oh. 1 for 4. Me and, and AR had a bad week. Goes how, 2 for 5. It's pretty how bad. You, go, how, you went 1 and 4. 1, 4, 5, or 1 and 4. You said you went 1 and 4. I, four. Yeah, 1 and one 4. And sorry, four. 1 win and 4 losses. I think that means we're all tied up. I was I was 1 back on, on the two of you after week 1. Yep. So I'm 1 up this week. We're going to have uh, Ben Chase and 16 add a opportunity to add in uh, what our buy or sell record is. Um, right now, none of us are looking too good, so please don't take these bets to the bank. Uh, let's see. In other betting news. Uh, Rather be positively Richardson. wrong, right, than negatively wrong, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the same in, results, though. <laughs> in other news, Anthony Richardson's uh, Heisman odds go from plus 1,400 to plus 2,000. Uh, still the highest-ranked quarterback uh, in the state and sixth overall behind Stroud, Williams, Bryce Young, Stetson Bennett, and J.J. McCarthy. Uh, the Gators, I believe, are 24.5-point favorites, but I am going to double-check that over USF. Yeah, Gator 24 and a half point favorites uh, over under is 59. So the buy or sell uh, for this segment is the Gators win by 24 and a half or more. Nick, buy or sell? Buy. Florida's covering. So. Buy or sell what again? I'm sorry. (laughs) Gators beat USF by 24 and a half points. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. For sure. I'm gonna they better come out pissed off and, and do what they got to do. I'm going to buy that as well. Over under is 59. Uh, buy or sell. The Gators score – or the, uh, the combined score is more than 59. Gators score more than huh? – No, no. The combined score is more than 59 points. No, I don't think they're going to do a lot of scoring, so I'll sell it. What was the last year? Last year was 42-20. So, ah, damn, that's close. Um – so we're gonna take the under. 
I'm going to take the over on this one. I think the Gators score a lot, and I also think the USF is going to score a few more points maybe than they did last year, maybe even in garbage time. Uh, buy or sell. Anthony Richardson throws for more than 225 yards. Sell. Sell. Yeah, I heard you hey. the first time, Nick. 325. Three, no, 225. 225. I'm buying that. I'm going to buy that as well. Um, buy or sell. This is a fun one. Trevor Etienne and Etienne. Uh, sorry, Etienne. Sorry. Um, I know how to spell it. I uh, just uh, mispronounce it a lot. Him and Montreal Johnson account for 75% or more of the rushes in this game from running backs. That's weird, though, because it's like that's you're only gonna have three running backs. Actually, if you get into some garbage time, you might get. I'm gonna sell. I think Florida, you get into some garbage time, and I think Lorenzo Lingard um, gets a bunch of carries third, late third, fourth quarter. What's the buy or sell? One more time. Buy or sell that Trevor Etienne and Montreal right. Johnson combine for seventy five percent or more of the rushes by running backs. Yeah, I'm gonna sell that. I am going to buy that um, and only because I think Trevor Etienne has earned himself the opportunity to get some more uh, playing time. And I still think that he uh, is uh, got an opportunity to make a big impact. And I think that Florida will be blowing out USF in this game. And finally buy or sell the Gators secondary forces an interception. I mean, they almost got to his USF, man. Um, I'm buying. Buying it. Buying it as well. So, Ben, if you could throw a tally of where we are at right now, that would be awesome. Uh, gentlemen, any other uh, thoughts before we before we close out today's show? Uh, what do you guys want to see, like, this USF game? We all think we're going to blow this team out. Um, it shouldn't be uh, competitive after the first half. So, yeah, what, what do you want? what do you want to see? Um, from offense and defense in this game, Nick. Um, I, I mean, I, it's weird because I, I just sat here and said, like, you need to lean on people, you need to run the ball. Um, I, I want to see, I want to see Anthony Richardson get his confidence back. Um, like, he's too good of a player to be stuck in his head. Um, so I want to see him get his confidence back, but I, I also want to see Florida just impose their will. Um, this is a get right game. Like you're coming off a loss. This is what the doctor ordered. You have more talent. You're bigger, you're stronger, you're faster than USF. Go out there and show that. Um, and I want to see some of the younger guys get, get some looks. Um, maybe see Marcus Burke a little bit. Um, you should, you should have an opportunity to get younger guys, uh, some run this week. Oh man. What do you got, Dan? Yeah, no, I think on offense, I think you, you want to see Anthony Richardson return to form. You want to see him making good decisions. You want to see him build some confidence. USF is not good. Um, they're not much better than they were last year. Um, they did get an, a number of transfers, but I don't think that that really helps them. Um, I think you want to see him get consistency. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you want to see the uh, linebackers uh, really continue to improve in uh, in coverage uh, because I think the Florida is going to play a number of really good linebackers this year. And if they don't figure it out against USF, 
Uh, they've got some some big issues uh, starting the week after with Tennessee. Yeah, I want to see a lot of these times the fans want to see the young boys get reps in games like this. But offensively, I want to see these boys work on campus four quarters. <laughs> I want to see them work on some stuff and then get out of here healthy. You know what I'm saying? Um, Tennessee's a, a road game. Uh, it's just a live scrimmage. And I don't think we're going to be full on tackling in practice like that and, and, and being that physical. So I'm just seeing this as a full a full blown scrimmage and opportunities to just work on th- some things chemistry wise between uh, AR and the wide receivers. Um, some of his touch stuff It's just an opportunity to work um, defensively. We've already said I want to see how the linebackers with Ventra out, see how these young boys can run with the tight ends, uh, if they could cover a little better. And, and also with the safety. Uh, let me see what McMillan looked back, like back there. You know, give Kamari Wilson and some of those guys opportunity. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I would love for some of the young boys to get some opportunities um, when we get up a big lead. So, um, let's play some of the young guys on defense. I think offense needs work and to get some chemistry stuff and to find our identity. So, that's what that's what I hope to see out of this game. Donovan Pickmillan. I might go out on a limb and say he gets an interception this week. Wow. He played that boy, man. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen him a ton, so I'm a, a little bit on special teams uh, during that game, but haven't seen him uh, a lot. But uh, you know, certainly I think looking back, pretty proud of the defense so far uh, this season. Um, let's see in other news. Don't know if we have a, a ton. Scott Frost gets um, gets fired Man. from Nebraska. Uh, could have worked three more weeks, and they could have saved uh, what seven and a half million dollars, but they they chose to fire him a bit early. A uh, big bread there in uh, Cornhusker land. Are you guys surprised it didn't work out? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't no. know. I don't know enough about Nebraska football. I mean, I know that they're not probably right. ever going to restore greatness. But um, listen, if Scott Frost is can't dead, do it, I mean, you're going to get you're going to get a kid from South Florida to go to Lincoln, Nebraska. You're going to get a kid from California to go to Lincoln, Nebraska. You have to go and recruit Ohio. They're not going to Nebraska. They're going to right. Ohio State or they're going to Michigan. They're going yeah. to Kentucky. Nebraska's a miserable – it's a bad job. Yeah, like them, it's, it's tough. They, they, used to, they used to run the option, and they were on TV, and everyone wanted to go there, and it, it, it ain't a job anymore. Like, Nebraska's – Nebraska's, like, the worst team. Like, they're, they're worse than Rutgers in the Big Ten. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, I think they're very different than Rutgers. I mean, you know, Nebraska is a cool campus. Lincoln's a, a, a fine town. Uh, it's not too far from Omaha. Certainly not the most ideal situation, but you're right. I think from a recruiting perspective, uh, especially a lot of that homegrown talent from, you know, the the Midwest there, um, it's now so much easier to travel and go elsewhere. Um, you know, you can watch games from teams from, uh, you know, all over the country on TV at, at all times. So, yeah, the 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 want need to stay home, um, just so your family can see you, uh, is certainly not there anymore. But um, very surprised it it went as poorly as it did um, over there. I know that there's a lot of just just weird situations, weird games. But um, you know, a lot of Gators fans clamored for Scott Frost uh, instead of Dan Mullen. Both both fired within two games of each other. Both are very rich. Both are very very rich. Yep. I think Hypo is just pretty much staple staple uh, alongside Josh Hypo. That seems like the brains of the uh, offense that they had at UCF. Uh, Hypo's at mm-hmm. Tennessee now. Yep. Um, things are a little different, but I just think Scott Frost wasn't the brains behind that when it came to play calling. Yeah, it might have got a little bit of lightning in the bottle. Um, certainly, True. the schedule wasn't uh, all that great. They did beat Auburn, um, you know, but certainly, um, just a, a little surprise he couldn't figure out. 
couldn't figure out much. I know uh, they've got a number of names. Matt Campbell, um, Mark Stoops was uh, wow. on that list. Wow. I don't wow. think Mark Stoops is going anywhere. This is a cool name to break up so right now. But I guess it just depends on how much money you can throw at somebody. Uh, you know, does a Matt Campbell leave in Iowa State to go to Nebraska? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go coach, uh, I'll go coach Nebraska. Nebraska. From Kansas. I'll do um, it with a, a nice buyout. And Dominican Sue was listed at 25 to 1 odds. Don't send me an invite, man. Hey, you want you want to be the DB coach? Linebackers, you can coach whatever you want. I might turn it down, dog. Be, be recruiting coordinator. Uh, well, I don't know what your buyout's going to be, man. but but I'm going to have a nice fat buyout. We're going to lose a lot of games. And I'm gonna be I don't think my family's, my family's not going to come with me to the cornfields, Nick. Yeah, for the right buyout. Listen, yeah, listen we're getting fired be, in two years. Be, so, yeah, 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 that's the goal. Coach Biles. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, getting we might, fired. We might, we might not make it to November. Yeah, might you might pull a pull trigger, you know, get fired even before your second year. I like it. Year. I like it. Beautiful. The yeah. quicker the quicker I get to the buyout, the better. You got yourself a DB coach, man. Let's do it. Yeah, we're in. I love it. I love it. All right, boys. Uh, True Classic Tees, go visit them. Use promo code STADY, or SG25. So True Classic Tees, that's T-E-E-S, uh, .com forward slash SG25 or SG25 at checkout. Uh, great premium quality T-shirts, workout apparel, um, polos and dress shirts as well. TrueClassicTees.com, promo code SG25. Um, Silk, I think you have the song of the week this week, my friend. Hmm, let me see what I got here, man. Uh, let me get Blacks. Talk to me nicely. Just something simple. Feel us up out of here. B-L-X-S-T. Oh, I remember. Uh, right. Because you played that a few years ago with a mod. I did. I, pl- oh, I played him earlier this year. Oh, you did. Year. Maybe it was play. you. Yeah. I played him earlier this year. I like him. I, I mean, I don't know what in the world how he's came up with that spelling, but I like his music. That's how they're doing it these days, man. Well, we appreciate everybody that watched on YouTube, everybody that did a super chat. Boys, we will see you at the same corner and same time next week, hopefully after a win over the South Florida Bulls. And stop being toxic fans, man. Y'all got to know how to take wins and losses. Like, like, like stand-up gentlemen, man. Some of y'all like embarrassing. You're embarrassed? No, I'm not really embarrassed. They're, they're embarrassing themselves. Right. <laughs> they're embarrassing me. But some of y'all are embarrassing, man. Take a loss like a man, bro. Some of y'all look crazy and just start, you go from AR hype to just, yo, the kid's trash. Like, you got to have some type of middle ground, some type of balance in life, man. Yeah, AR is going to be all right. Y'all just yeah, somebody tight. tweeted me the other day about sitting him and starting Jalen Kitna, who I don't even believe would be the, the – the next person off the bench right now. Um, but the start the next off the bench is Wildcat offense. That's but if you scroll down like six yeah. tweets that he said, he was pumping that AR uh, <laughs> Heisman train, right? Uh, a lot can change in five tweets. <laughs> a lot can change in five tweets. Can be unhinged, man. Got to keep it together, bro. Losses are going to happen in this game, bro. Like It tells you a lot how you take an L and, you know, how you, you – whatever. We out of here, man. Same I, corner, same time. Quarantine time. Hey, I'll be reporting from Vegas next week. So, boys. Look at you, man. You and Ben, man. Just two in the world. That's right. I need to see if Ben's going to be out in Vegas sometime. All right, boys. Same corner, same time next week. For sure.
And you better Talk to me nicely Next to blow, little bitch I might be Can't forget all the days they overpriced me So now that we up, don't get advice me, no Talk to me nicely I notice they hit it, we getting icy, whoa Can't forget all the moments they overpriced me so now that we up, don't get advice, we know We on top, flipping the bird, they going sick But I'ma make them eat every word, so don't trip, yeah Even with all the bitches, they burn, I won't switch Even with all this water, we drippin', we won't slip, yeah Blast bad bond in the building, he don't miss But we call it success when your circle is all rich If you a big stepper, don't trip over small shit I call it how I see it, but never gon' call it quits I won't, yeah, I won't But what do I owe the niggas, I don't even know I think that we finally made it, it gotta be so the way they be pocket watching, they gotta be bro Not even my partner's partner, but calling me bro To get it straight out the bottom, you gotta be bold Hate it or love it, the underdogs on top I'm only motivation for ones who don't got no And you better talk to me nicely Next to blow, little bitch, I might be Can't forget all the days they overpriced me So now that we up, don't get advice, we know Talk to me nicely I notice they hit it, we getting icy, whoa Can't forget all the moments they overpriced me So now that we up, don't get advice, we know